Okay, so right now, Governor Kim Reynolds is um, speaking and giving an address. It's a state called the State of the Union Response. Okay, one second. They won't tell you that we should be paying people not to work. And they certainly won't tell you that we should give billions in tax giveaways to millionaires and billionaires in Democrat-controlled states like California, New York, and New Jersey. But that's what the Biden administration has been pushing for over the last year. And that's all part of Build Back Better. Thankfully, the president's agenda didn't pass because even members of his own party said enough is enough. Well, the American people share that view. Enough is enough. And it's not just with D.C. spending. Americans are tired of a political class trying to remake this country into a place where an elite few tell everyone else what they can and cannot say, what they can and cannot believe. They're tired of people pretending the way to end racism is by categorizing everybody by their race. They're tired of politicians who tell politicians parents do one thing when the cameras down. are rolling and another when they believe you can't see them. Where governors and mayors enforce mandates but don't follow them. Where elected leaders tell their citizens to stay home while they sneak off to Florida for sun and fun. Where they demand that your child wear a mask but they go maskless. So you've heard the excuses. They were just holding their breath, but it's the American people who are waiting to exhale, waiting for the insanity to stop. We now live in a country where violent crime is out of control. Liberal prosecutors are letting criminals off easy, and many prominent Democrats still want to defund the police. You know, it seems like everything is backwards. The Biden administration requires vaccines for Americans who want to go to work or protect this country, but not for migrants who illegally cross the border. The Department of Justice treats parents like domestic terrorists, but looters and shoplifters roam free. The American people are left to feel like they're the enemy. This is not the same country it was a year ago. The president tried to paint a different picture tonight, but his actions over the last 12 months don't match the rhetoric. It's not what he promised when he took office. But it doesn't have to be that way. There is an alternative. Across the nation, Republican governors and legislators are showing Americans what conservative leadership looks like, what it means to respect the people we serve, to hear them out to stand up for them and walk alongside them. We know that our problems require bold action, but we also know that bold action doesn't have to mean government action. It's Americans making their own decisions for their own families and future. Republican governors face the same COVID-19 virus head on, but we honored your freedoms and saw right away that lockdowns and school closures, 
they came with their own significant cost, that mandates weren't the answer. And we actually listened to the science, especially with kids in masks and kids in schools. What happened and is still happening to our children over the last two years is unconscionable. Learning loss, isolation, anxiety, depression. In so many states, our kids have been left behind and so many will never catch up. That's why Iowa was the first state in the nation to require that schools open their doors. I was attacked by the left. I was attacked by the media. But it wasn't a hard choice. It was the right choice. And keeping schools open is only the start of the pro-parent, pro-family revolution that Republicans are leading in Iowa and states across this country. Republicans believe that parents matter. It was true before the pandemic, and it has never been more important to say out loud, parents matter. They have a right to know and to have a say in what their kids are being taught. Families also have every right to live in a safe and a secure community. And that begins with a safe and secure country. But the Biden administration has refused to secure our border. They've refused to provide the resources to stop human trafficking, to stop the staggering influx of deadly drugs coming into our neighborhoods. They've refused to protect you. With Texas and Arizona leading the way, I, along with Republican governors from several states, have sent resources to the border. And we've actually gone to the border, something that our president and vice president have yet to do since taking office. On the economy, the contrast couldn't be more stark. While Democrats in D.C. are spending trillions, sending inflation soaring, Republican leaders around the country are balancing budgets and cutting taxes because we know that money spent on Main Street is better than money spent on bureaucracy. Today, I signed legislation that eliminates Iowa's tax on retirement income and sets our tax rate at 3.9%. That's less than half of what it was just four years ago. And it shouldn't come as a surprise that out of the top 20 states with the lowest unemployment rates, 17 have Republican governors. Republicans may not have the White House, but we're doing what we can to fill the leadership vacuum. And on the issues that are affecting Americans, Republicans are leading. We're standing up for parents and kids. We're standing up for life. We're keeping our communities safe and thanking those in uniform. We're fighting to restore America's energy independence, and that includes biofuels. We're getting people back to work, not paying them to stay home. Most of all, we're respecting your freedom. Behind me stands Iowa's Capitol, where we display our state motto, our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. And those aren't just empty words. It's a belief that the greatness of this state and this country lies in our people, not government. You shouldn't have to wake up every morning and worry about the next thing 
the government is going to do to you, your business, or your children. If we as elected leaders are doing our job, then the government is working well, but operating in the background. It's supporting the ingenuity and spirit of our people, not drowning them out. It's keeping them safe, not restricting their freedom. That's what I believe, that's what Republicans believe, and that's what Republicans are doing. I am so blessed to be the governor of Iowa, where people are humble, hardworking, and patriotic. We take care of each other. And yes, we are, as they say, Iowa nice. But you don't have to be from Iowa to see that those are the values of America at its best. All of America. Over the last few years, I've put my faith in Iowans, and they haven't let me down. I encourage this president to do the same, to put his faith in you, the American people, who have never wavered in your belief in this country, regardless of who leads it. Because you know, you've shown that the soul of America isn't about who lives in the White House. It's men and women like you in every corner of this nation who are willing to step up and take responsibility for your communities, for your neighbors, and ultimately for yourself. By that most important measure at least, the state of our union is indeed strong. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Alrighty, um, so that was uh, Governor Kim Reynolds. Let me turn this down a little bit. That was Governor Kim <clears throat> Kim Reynolds, um, and she was giving the redress for the State of the Union for the Republican uh, side of the Union. And, uh, um, well, she says that, hey, that we all ought to be Iowa nice. All right? And so I like that uh, that... That three percent tax rate. I mean, <laughs> that's not bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not bad if uh, compared to other ones. But um, hold on a second. Uh, one second. I'm um. It looks like I can play. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, all right. Let me see if I I was because I came in. It's uh, actually 17 minutes long, and I didn't get the whole thing. So let me see. I'm gonna see if I can get the whole thing for you. Uh but uh she was saying some good stuff. You know what? I think it might even be oh, it's 37 minutes long. Wow. Okay, so the State of the Union response by Governor Kim Reynolds. And uh I think we probably waited 20 minutes for her, and then it was 17 minutes. Yeah, okay, so it's like a 20-minute wait. Of the great state of Okay, so uh, what I'm going to do is uh, see if I can record the whole thing. And then uh, I'll get back with y'all, let y'all uh, hear it, the whole thing. Let me see here. I want to wanna try it. Let me see here. Let me see, because if I can get it right now, that would be great. Hold on one sec. Um, but she was saying some good stuff. Like I told y'all, um, 
I don't hate on Republicans. I like to hear what everybody got to say. <laughs> and so, uh, we just, uh, we taking it from there. And, uh, I think I can, okay, wait, here we go. Let me see here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get this up here. All right. So like I said, I'm going to try and get the whole thing here. Uh, it'll be just a minute before it pops up. Uh, and so I think it's about 17 minutes long. Um, hold on a second. And so she said a few things. I just want y'all to be able to hear everything that she said. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, she, you know, she got a little street in her. <laughs> I mean, that's not coming from a person that's from the street. I mean, I grew, I grew up in Chicago, but I like some of the things she was saying. Has okay. On the world stage has a cost and the president's approach. Okay. All right. I, I, like I said, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm working this out. I'm working this out. Um, I'm trying to work this out y'all. So let me figure this out one sec. All right. Okay. Sweetness. Sweetness. All right. So, okay. Hold on a second. All right, so, all right, so this is Governor Kim Reynolds, and I'm going to go ahead and let her whole address uh, play. That way you can hear the whole thing if uh, if you ain't heard it already. Um, here we go. All right, she's just smiling right Good now. evening. I'm Kim Reynolds, Governor of the great state of Iowa. Like you, I just watched the President's address. I listened as the governor of our state, as a mom and a grandmother of 11, who's worried our country is on the wrong track. We're now one year into his presidency, and instead of moving America forward, it feels like President Biden and his party have sent us back in time to the late 70s and early 80s, when runaway inflation was hammering families, a violent crime wave was crashing our cities. And the Soviet army was trying to redraw the world map. Even before taking the oath of office, the president told us that he wanted to, quote, make America respected around the world again and to unite us here at home. He's failed on both fronts. The disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal did more than cost American lives. It betrayed our allies and emboldened our enemies. North Korea is testing missiles again at an alarming rate. The Speaker of the House recently warned our Olympic athletes not to speak out against China. And now Russia has launched an unprovoked full-scale military invasion of Ukraine, an attack on democracy, freedom, and the rule of law. Now all Americans must stand united in solidarity with the brave people of Ukraine as they courageously defend their country against Putin's tyranny as they fight for their freedom. But we shouldn't ignore what happened in the run-up to Putin's invasion, waiving sanctions on Russian pipelines while eliminating oil production here at home, 
focusing on political correctness rather than military readiness, reacting to world events instead of driving them. Weakness on the world stage has a cost, and the president's approach to foreign policy has consistently been too little, too late. It's time for America to once again project confidence. It's time to be decisive. It's time to lead. But we can't project strength abroad if we're weak at home. And that's what I want to discuss with you tonight. The President and Democrats in Congress have spent the last year either ignoring the issues facing Americans or making them worse. They were warned that spending trillions would lead to soaring inflation. They were told that their anti-energy policies would send gas prices to new heights. But they plowed ahead anyway, raising the price at the pump by 50% and pushing inflation to a 40-year high. Four decades ago, when our nation was last reeling from inflation, I was a young working mom just starting out. My husband, Kevin, worked days while I watched our girls, and then we would literally switch. We would pass in the yard as he was coming home, and I was leaving to work evenings at the local grocery store. From across that checkout counter, I saw the pain of inflation on my neighbors' faces. I saw what happens when prices rise faster than wages. The Biden administration believes inflation is a, quote, high-class problem. I can tell you, it's an everybody problem. I saw moms and dads' paychecks buy them less and less. I watched working people choose which essentials to take home and which ones to leave behind. And now President Biden's decisions have a whole new generation feeling that same pain. When I took the oath of office five years ago, I promised Iowans that I would never lose sight of who I was working for, that I wouldn't become detached from the problems they were facing, from the problems that I had faced myself. But you don't have to check groceries to see what high inflation does to people. You just need to step outside of the D.C. bubble. Talk to Americans about what's on their mind. Ask them, what are your concerns? What keeps you up at night? And they'll tell you. And I can tell you what's not on that list. They won't tell you that spending trillions more and bankrupting their children is the answer to their problems. They won't tell you that we should be paying people not to work. And they certainly won't tell you that we should give billions in tax giveaways to millionaires and billionaires in Democrat-controlled states like California, New York, and New Jersey. But that's what the Biden administration has been pushing for over the last year. And that's all part of Build Back Better. Thankfully, the president's agenda didn't pass because even members of his own party said enough is enough. Well, the American people share that view. Enough is enough. And it's not just with D.C. spending. Americans are tired of a political class trying to remake this country into a place where an elite few tell everyone else what they can and cannot say, what they can and cannot believe. They're tired of people pretending the way to end racism is by categorizing everybody by their race. They're tired of politicians who tell parents they should 
Sit down, be silent, and let government control their kids' education and future. Frankly, they are tired of the theater, where politicians do one thing when the cameras are rolling and another when they believe you can't see them, where governors and mayors enforce mandates but don't follow them, where elected leaders tell their citizens to stay home while they sneak off to Florida for sun and fun, where they demand that your child wear a mask, but they go maskless. So you've heard the excuses. They were just holding their breath, but it's the American people who are waiting to exhale, waiting for the insanity to stop. We now live in a country where violent crime is out of control. Liberal prosecutors are letting criminals off easy, and many prominent Democrats still want to defund the police. You know, it seems like everything is backwards. The Biden administration requires vaccines for Americans who want to go to work or protect this country, but not for migrants who illegally cross the border. The Department of Justice treats parents like domestic terrorists, but looters and shoplifters roam free. The American people are left to feel like they're the enemy. This is not the same country it was a year ago. The president tried to paint a different picture tonight, but his actions over the last 12 months don't match the rhetoric. It's not what he promised when he took office. But it doesn't have to be that way. There is an alternative. Across the nation, Republican governors and legislators are showing Americans what conservative leadership looks like, what it means to respect the people we serve, to hear them out to stand up for them and walk alongside them. We know that our problems require bold action, but we also know that bold action doesn't have to mean government action. It's Americans making their own decisions for their own families and future. Republican governors face the same COVID-19 virus head on, but we honored your freedoms and saw right away that lockdowns and school closures, they came with their own significant cost, that mandates weren't the answer. And we actually listened to the science, especially with kids in masks and kids in schools. What happened and is still happening to our children over the last two years is unconscionable. Learning loss, isolation, anxiety, depression, in so many states, our kids have been left behind, and so many will never catch up. That's why Iowa was the first state in the nation to require that schools open their doors. I was attacked by the left. I was attacked by the media. But it wasn't a hard choice. It was the right choice. And keeping schools open is only the start of the pro-parent pro-family revolution that Republicans are leading in Iowa and states across this country. Republicans believe that parents matter. It was true before the pandemic, and it has never been more important to say out loud, parents matter. They have a right to know and to have a say in what their kids are being taught. Families also have every right to live in a safe and a secure community. And that begins with a safe and secure country.
But the Biden administration has refused to secure our border. They've refused to provide the resources to stop human trafficking, to stop the staggering influx of deadly drugs coming into our neighborhoods. They've refused to protect you. With Texas and Arizona leading the way, I, along with Republican governors from several states, have sent resources to the border. And we've actually gone to the border, something that our president and vice president have yet to do since taking office. On the economy, the contrast couldn't be more stark. While Democrats in D.C. are spending trillions, sending inflation soaring, Republican leaders around the country are balancing budgets and cutting taxes because we know that money spent on Main Street is better than money spent on bureaucracy. Today, I signed legislation that eliminates Iowa's tax on retirement income and sets our tax rate at 3.9%. That's less than half of what it was just four years ago. And it shouldn't come as a surprise that out of the top 20 states with the lowest unemployment rates, 17 have Republican governors. Republicans may not have the White House, but we're doing what we can to fill the leadership vacuum. And on the issues that are affecting Americans, Republicans are leading. We're standing up for parents and kids. We're standing up for life. We're keeping our communities safe and thanking those in uniform. We're fighting to restore America's energy independence, and that includes biofuels. We're getting people back to work, not paying them to stay home. Most of all, we're respecting your freedom. Behind me stands Iowa's Capitol, where we display our state motto, our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. And those aren't just empty words. It's a belief that the greatness of this state and this country lies in our people, not government. You shouldn't have to wake up every morning and worry about the next thing the government is going to do to you, your business, or your children. If we as elected leaders are doing our job, then the government is working well, but operating in the background. It's supporting the ingenuity and spirit of our people, not drowning them out. It's keeping them safe, not restricting their freedom. That's what I believe, that's what Republicans believe, and that's what Republicans are doing. I am so blessed to be the governor of Iowa, where people are humble, hardworking, and patriotic. We take care of each other. And yes, we are, as they say, Iowa nice. But you don't have to be from Iowa to see that those are the values of America at its best, all of America. Over the last few years, I've put my faith in Iowans, and they haven't let me down. I encourage this president to do the same, to put his faith in you, the American people, who have never wavered in your belief in this country, regardless of who leads it. Because you know, you've shown that the soul of America isn't about who lives in the White House. 
It's men and women like you in every corner of this nation who are willing to step up and take responsibility for your communities, for your neighbors, and ultimately for yourself. By that most important measure at least, the state of our union is indeed strong. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. All right, that was Governor Kim Reynolds and um, glory to God. And she's the governor of Iowa, Iowa strong. And uh, she she was talking that she was giving a redress for the State of the Union uh, for the Republicans, um, for the Republicans in response to uh, the president of the United States. I apologize. I had this up a little too loud in response to the president of the United States. And so she, like I said before, she said about, um, that, uh, she reduced the tax rate for the Iowans, uh, down to three and a half percent, um, made business, uh, possible for Iowans and as well as the regular residents and, um, made it possible for, uh, parents to, uh, you know, be able to go grocery shopping and get the things that their family needs, um, things like babysitters and stuff like that. And she said that she remembered when it was tough for her and her husband, where they were, they were working several jobs. They would just meet each other going in and out of the house. And so a lot of us understand what that's like. You know, one person is coming in from a job and he got to go to sleep and the next one is leaving out for a job you know, and so they're going back and forth and they're taking care of the kids in shifts and they barely seeing one another because they're trying to make ends meet because things are just too hard to make it. So everybody understands where she's coming from with that. I mean, anybody can understand that regardless of uh, political affiliation. Uh, so that was uh, Kim Reynolds, uh, Governor uh, Kim Reynolds. And, uh, and, um, the, 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 and, um, so I kind of like the stuff that she said, you know, how she understands what it's like to be a citizen, uh, like to be a person just trying to make ends meet and trying to raise a family. So I totally get that. Uh, I know all y'all get that too, right? All right. Another thing she said is that there's 17 governors in the United States, uh, and they're all Republicans and those are the states with the lowest taxes. All right. So, um, with that being said, uh, low taxes, uh, what are you doing for the people for those other 16, uh, states? What y'all doing for the people? How do people respond and are they able to get, you know, are they able to make money? Are they able to, to prosper? Shoot, that's my, that's my whole thing. Cause she, you know, she says she's a Christian and she, she's talking about prosperity. So I'm like, okay, well, how they doing? They should be taking a poll and see how they people doing. You know, you lowering the taxes, great. Okay. Are they trained up? Are they working? Are they are they are they working like two and three jobs like you and your husband had to do when y'all were coming up? So, you know, is it easier for them? You know, so I ain't I ain't you know, I ain't harping on how I say the same. I got the same verbato. Um am I saying that right? I got the same fervor. I'll say fervor. <laughs> I got the same fervor uh, with Democrats as I have with her. So I just want to know, um, d- you know, what are they doing for the people? Because, you know, she she pumping up the Republicans. I'm like, okay, girl, that's right. Pump up your people. You know, but are, you, are all the people 
the, you know, doing well, you know, what's your homeless rate? You know what I'm saying? And she a Christian. Okay. Well, how your people doing? You know, are they, you say they're Christians. Okay. Okay. They Christians. They saved everything. They, are they okay in business? Are they tithing? You know, so are they, are they tithing and making offerings and, and, you know, are they giving seeds and alms? You're like, well, Kathy, that don't matter. But wait, this is a, this is faith radio. Let us thank God radio. So she brought up that she a Christian. So my question is, all you Christian governors out there, how your people doing? You Republican Christian governors, you Democrat Christian governors and heads of state and and Republicans and Democrats and congressmen and representatives, how your people doing? Whether they are Christians or not, saved or unsaved, how they doing? Take a pulse and find out. Don't just go, oh, well, you know, I lowered the taxes and it's all good now. Everybody should be fine now because the taxes are low. Well, just because the taxes are low, that don't mean that the, the store is going to lower the prices. You heard? Oftentimes, the benefits that a grocery store or a business gets, they don't always pass on those blessings to the consumer. They hike the price up a little bit more sometimes. And so maybe where taxes are low on one area, some uh, maybe transportation may have gone up because right now transportation is a little difficult. And so, you know, we, we, you know, start polling your people and asking them, well, what is going on? How y'all doing? Did y'all know about this program or that program? Let me know. Are you able to, you know, put your kids in daycare while you go to work? Uh, you know, are you able to build a business? Do you have repeat customers? Cause repeat customers are very vital to a business. You know, what's going on? You know, how you are you able to get your get your product so you can sell it to your customer? Are you having logistic issues? What's going on? How can we help? You know, I'm glad y'all y'all saved and whatnot. That's great. You know, I'm what I'm thinking about three third John and two, beloved above all things, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as I soul prospereth, right? And so the way for the soul to prosper is they got to know about everything that's going on and that what's available to them. And they got to be able to implement those benefits that are available to them. And they got to be able to save some of that money, some of that harvest that they getting, right? But if they rent is three times of their harvest, they ain't saving nothing. You heard me. All right. Y'all heard me, right? If your rent is three times of your harvest, you ain't saving nothing. You need a bigger harvest. And so what I would really love to hear from the governors, especially these Republican governors, is what are you doing for the people fully and wholly? Are you polling them and asking them? When I say poll, I don't mean just send out a little something, a little random. I mean, go knock on their door. You knock on their door for a vote. Go knock on their door and ask them, hey, how you doing? My name is such and such and such. I'm your governor. How's it going? I really want to know. And I want the Democrats to do the same thing. Hey, my name is such and such. I got these programs that I made for you. I want to know how you doing. Are you working? Is it working for you? Let me know something because I'm going to knock on your door for a vote. I might as well knock on your door to find out, you know, how you doing. Really? You feel me? And so, all right. So that's my, that's my, my, my understanding of what she said and my my desires for our government because remember the the elected 
officials are representing the people, whether they are Republican or Democrat. It ain't all one group of people in one state. So every state got a little bit, a sprinkle of everything. And because there's a sprinkle of everything, whoever goes to represent the people, whoever's a governor or a senator or a congressman, you representing the whole state or the whole city if you're a mayor or the whole district or area if you, you know, a councilman or something like that. Whatever you are, you represent everybody. All right, not just the ones that voted for you. So start start talking to them. Go knock on their door because you sure enough be calling them up for a vote. You call them up for a vote. You go knock on their door for a vote. You you invite you even invite them to dinners and whatnot to get a vote. Invite them to dinner and find out. You know, sit down, get some fish and some and some spaghetti, or get you a taco plate or a taco bag, and start to asking them. Hey, tell me what's up. Obama did it. He went and sat in somebody's house. He didn't even know them. He went and sat in their house. He the president. And he go and sit in their house and say, what's up? Talk to me. Talk to me. So go ahead, y'all. Go, Y'all go do the same thing. Amen? Like Jesus said, go ye. Go ye. All right, y'all. This is Kathy Brox for LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. I'm up. We out of here. We heard the State of the Union by President um, President Joe Biden and also uh, the redress from the Republicans by Governor Kim Reynolds. And my name is Kathy Brox, and I'm out of here. Today is March 1st, 2022. There you go. It's Tuesday, baby. All right. In case you didn't know. Peace. Have a good day.